Recording progress. Let me. You are being recorded by the host. Got it. Uh, <laughs> imagine all of a sudden you're like, I need my attorney here. I'd be like, oh, we're about. It's just me. It's just me. Like, sorry, what state do you live in? Is that <laughs> one party consent state? <laughs> Alfred has a future consent to record you. You don't have a choice, bitch. <laughs> That's what I should have said. Yeah, fuck you, motherfucker. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to find. <laughs> okay, here we go. Recording. Uh, record a separate audio file for each participant. Are you wearing a dark mark shirt? Grayson got it for me. That's cute. Always like the over. Oh yeah, I feel like you look so pretty. I should have put more makeup on today. No, you look so pretty. I like your other glasses more. Okay, those Libby horns I was initially going to wear because they cover more of my face. <laughs> no, I just think that the black is so cool with your hair. Oh, thank you. Okay, sorry, getting all this. I was like, I'm going to be on camera. I need to curl my dirty hair. Oh my so God, that's what I did. Mine's clean. I made Jasmine wash it yesterday, but you know, and then I put it in a bun. So then all of it was going disgusting also this is extension less i got so great she was so fucking proud yesterday which is hilarious to me it's getting long oh thank y'all oh here we go gallery gold sit gold sit. okay video is recording no i'm really bad at this no i got this i am very good at this so i will just ask you questions and you answer, and that's pretty much it. It's fun. Okay. Also, someone sent me a voodoo doll incense burner. So when you that's burn, it comes out your eyes. It was Miranda from class. It's, that's pretty cool. That's very cool. Mine <laughs> a dragon, and smoke comes out of his mouth. Oh, yeah, it's pretty bad. Cool. All right. You ready? Yep. Okay. Hello? And welcome to another episode of Coach Ani the Podcast. If you're watching this on YouTube, you're going to notice that there is already another friendly face here. This is Ashley Leeper. If you don't know, she is actually the owner and the creator of the Luna Method, which I just have to say mad props for creating anything because <laughs> it's so hard. Ashley, do you want to like say hi, introduce yourself, tell us like a little bit about you? Oh, gosh. Uh <laughs> Okay, so I'm Ashley. I created Luna. Um, I'm from a really small town. Um, we literally have more cows than people. Um, I am super, super into art, and I just love all things on the more macabre end of the world. Um, I love Edgar Allan Poe and Salvador Dali, and um, I love to learn. I love to learn as much as I can about anything. Um, yeah, that that's a little short synopsis. Love it. I love that before this podcast, Ash was literally like, Ani, I'm not good at this. I'm like, I'm just easy questions. Tell me about yourself. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that's a hard one. Such a dick. Um, so one of the reasons that I really wanted to have Ashley on today is I'm obviously, if you know me from Instagram, I've recently been talking a lot about my ADHD and autism that I honestly didn't know I was. Until Ashley and her and I were sitting at her house one day. We're just chit-chatting about all the funny things that we do. Turns out we had a lot of similarities. And Ashley was finally like, you do know you're autistic, right? And I was like, excuse me? What? Who are you talking to? And she was like, you, you do know you're autistic. And I was like, no, girl, it's my ADHD. That's what makes me fun. And then she actually had me take a test one day. Surprise. I'm autistic. Yes. I like she's just yes. And I laugh at that. So Ashley is also autistic. And because I've been talking more and more about being neurodivergent, I talk about it on Instagram and I'm very open about it because I feel like it's it's not really addressed enough. So I thought it would also be cool to hear from another woman who is an entrepreneur, the CEO of her own company, who's also 
autistic and has still managed to do really great things. Because I think where people get hung up is, number one, they don't know. And when you don't know, I think you think you're just weird. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like people they yeah, people are like, oh, I'm just <laughs> and quirky. I'm like, you're on, you're you're something. You're neurodivergent. You're on the spectrums. There's something about you. You're there. So I think it's either people don't know or they do know. And then they're all almost like, what do I do with this information now? Like, what do what do what am I supposed to do with it now that I know? So a lot of people have been asking, how do like I call it ADHD paralysis. What did you call it? Executive dysfunction. So there's executive dysfunction and pathological demand avoidance. And typically they do overlap a lot. So like typically um, ADHD can be a comorbidity of autism, especially in women. But executive dysfunction is more for the ADHD world and PDA is typically more for the autism world. So executive dysfunction is what we typically relate to it when we don't know that we are on the autism spectrum. Can you, in case you guys can't tell already, and Ashley is so smart. <laughs> I say this all the time that I'm going to say this. I think I'm a smart bitch. Like, I don't think I'm stupid by any means. But sometimes when Ashley talks, I'm like, um, Siri, can you, can you, can you define these words she's using? <laughs> I you speak. I'm like, oh, I'm smart. But you're like, smart, smart. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> I'm like a down the rabbit hole person and I have a hard time getting out smart. <laughs> I no, think I love difference. So can you, I hate to say tell the people, but can you, and I'll say this, I feel like for me, Ashley has been, an, I don't want to say an amazing resource, but like an amazing resource and a friend of even, I feel like when you first like join a community that you don't know you are on the spectrum or are ADHD or neurodivergent. And then you all of a sudden, like the world opens. It's almost like, what do I do with this information? So I feel like Ashley's been really great for me to be like, hey, first off, is it said this way or this way? Just to make sure I'm being correct and not like offending someone, which I've said a thousand things incorrect. Literally every step of the way I've said it wrong. <laughs> not because I'm trying to be a dick, but it's one of those things like what you don't know, you don't know until you know. Yeah. So can you talk a little bit? I almost said PDA. That's not, it's not PDA. What was it? It is PDA. It was Well, demand avoidance. Oh, nailed it. Can you talk a little bit about what that is and what executive dysfunction is? Um, yeah. So they do have some overlap, but PDA is like where you just can't. It's it's not like a burnout. It's not executive dysfunction. We'll call like a burnout kind of. Right. Okay? Um, so PDA is when somebody puts a demand on you or even a request on you, the answer is basically no. And it's not because you don't respect them or don't care. It's just because you can't. And in, they would have asked in a different way. The answer could have easily been yes. But like it could be as simple as like, will you unload the dishwasher? No. But could you help me unload the dishwasher? Yeah. Or let's unload the dishwasher right now. That would have been a yes answer for me. Okay, I can do that. But to give me like this open-ended demand, okay, the answer is no. Or one that I really struggle with is I'm going to have you organize these books. Like, for example, I would really struggle with that because what do you want me to do with them? Yeah. Like that would be like the answer to me would be no because I would instantly go into executive function. So that's where my ADHD would kick in. Okay. So executive dysfunction is where you burn out. Like you burn out and like you just, every little bit of your brain is firing off at the same time. And you just don't know which way to go. And so you don't go. Is that almost like, because I feel like I've done that where I'm, I love a good list, but then I feel like sometimes I fuck myself because then I make a list and then I'm like, where do I start? I, I, I'm never going to be able to start. I'm never going to get this done. And then instead of doing that, I'm just like, you know what? Laundry. I should I should switch over to laundry instead. I should sweep right now instead of everything that's on my list. I think so, that that's why people like leave the laundry and the washer for so long. It's because they are just so burnt out from everything else. 
<laughs> but I think that that's why you just keep washing the laundry and washing the laundry. And I know that there are people who don't do that, but I do do that. I absolutely have done that. Honestly, thank God for my boyfriend who he's more so neurotypical and he's just like, yeah, I'll switch the laundry. I think he has actually washed my salon towels more than I have. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, salon towels are a problem. Salon towels are absolutely a problem. The laundry, I'll be off. Laundry is like my least favorite thing in the whole wide fucking world to do. So that's for, I, I know that it's terrible for the environment, but I would rather have like plastic plate, like paper plates and like plastic forks than have real dishes because I don't like to do dishes. And like <laughs> there are 10 million reasons why, but a huge part of that is like actually doing the dishes and like the the thought behind doing the dishes and to do you feel like it's gonna take forever like I look at dishes and I'm like this got take me an hour to clean and it literally you know what I've started doing sometimes like I I know there are non-microwave people and I honestly respect their lifestyle that's not me I'm I love a good fucking microwave I'll put everything in there every time I'm on the phone with you I hear the microwave (laughs) A, I like to eat. B, I like hot food. And I'm not going to wait for my oven to heat up just to stare at it and be like, oh, thank you. See, that I also won't do. But um, I started now because whenever I put things in the microwave, there's no way it's more than a minute and a half or two minutes. I'm like, you have a minute and a half to get something done that you don't like to do. I know that sounds weird. I feel like putting a time limit on it. You know what the craziest thing is? I realized dishes take me about 30 seconds. Literally 30 seconds to do. But it feels like 45 hours. Yeah, dishes are hard. <laughs> dishes are really hard. <laughs> Something Steven has said to me, and I'm wondering if this also falls in the realm of like being on the spectrum or ADHD, whichever it is, but he always says, he goes, it's so funny, Ani. He goes, if it's like a crisis, like if there's something crazy happening or if it's talking on stage in front of hundreds of people and leading an event or shit's going sideways, like you got this. If it's something little, he's like, you could actually have a meltdown. And I'm like, yeah. That's because you have both. That's because you have both. Because for a long time, like I've known that I've had ADHD for a while, like for a long time, but there's autism in my family. And like, I I won't go into that, but uh, having ADHD and autism in a woman looks very different than just having autism. And I think that that's something that people don't think about. Like, and the DSM-5 didn't include, the DSM in general did not include women until the DSM-5. And so when you look at like the, we'll call it like the similarities between autism and ADHD and like the differences, there are not a lot of differences, but there are a ton of similarities. And so people with ADHD really thrive under pressure, like do very well under pressure, are often procrastinators. Like that is the the crisis management in you, right? And then the AD, the autism in you is like, I am organized. I like structure. I need structure. I like repetition. I like patterns. I like, or I, that's, that's the autism. And so that is why it's so hard for women who have both and not, we're just talking about women right now. We're not talking about anybody else. Um, I just don't want to offend anybody. Um, so women who have both, you're constantly fighting your brain because you're, you want structure naturally, but you have such a hard time creating it and you need patterns and repetition, but you have such a hard time with it. And like you need cleanliness and you, you have to have it, but you have doom piles and like doom baskets, right? Because the ADHD is not clean, stereotypically. But autism is typically very clean. And so when you walk into somebody's house with autism, it's like hidden mess. Or with ADHD and autism, it's hidden mess. So it's like baskets of storage. Or it's like a pile of magazines. Because you have autism and ADHD. Now, if you just had ADHD, it's like, this is a stereotype. Yeah, just yeah. everywhere, right? Whereas if it's autism, it's like labels, 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 labels. So that's why we function in the way that we do generally, because we have 
both. That's I'm why she's shocked like, right now. Is that all makes so much sense? Yes. Is that also why? So I'm gonna. So my protege at the salon, Jasmine, baby J. Is that why I'm like, oh my gosh, when it comes to the art and doing it, this is fun. I love it. Because oh, like I said, she created, um, Ashley created the Luna Method. I love Luna Method because when you're doing it, it's so precise and intricate, but the end result is flawless. But clean, a colorable, I would rather jump off the I can't, I don't know. still colorables over there from before California. <laughs> oh, girl. We got to have a talk about this. <laughs> okay. You need someone to go clean those color bowls. Dude, like, there's something, like, I will literally oh, lie. Yeah. And I'll, like, I will leave. When I'm done with my client, my mind is like, I'm out. I'm done at the salon. I don't want to clean. I'm not. I will clean this. I will come early tomorrow and clean before my client rather than staying late today and cleaning. Absolutely. And if somebody tells me, go clean those color bowls, the answer is no, because that's the PDA. <laughs> I don't. And you know what's so funny? I don't like being told, do not tell me what to do. Um, an old boss of mine one day was like, you have to read this book. You must read. And guys, you can literally. TV shows. Don't tell me to watch a show because then I'll never watch it. I told my, well, about the blog, of books, but he was like, you have to, have to read this book. I love reading books. The books behind me are still barely half of my collection. And I was, I read two chapters of this book and I'm like, I can't do it. I can't do it because you told me I have to do it. You're trying to force me to do it. And now I don't want to read the book. I want you to know years later, I willingly read it. It's a great book. Yes. At the <laughs> moment though, I was like, I hate this. I'm I don't force me to do anything. No, it's not. I don't, I don't function well that way. So let me ask this because being the CEO of a company, that shit's not easy. You had not only created the method, you promote the method, that reel that you, so Ashley has another admin named Ashley. The reel that you and Ashley just did, I could have fucking peed my pants. I know it's Jay and Silent Bob and I watched it 45 times. It is so funny to me, but like, so not only did you create the method, you promote the method, you are at every single event, you do 100% of the feedback to every single student, like, you do so much. I feel like that would be difficult. I don't want to say for a normal person, but like for a neurotypical person, that would be hard. So how the hell? Because I feel like that's the biggest question I ask. It's like, how the fuck do you do all the things you do knowing that you're autistic and have ADHD? Like, so how, what things have you done to like move like past it or to get yourself to like almost like take another step forward? I do nothing at all otherwise. <laughs> like uh but here's the thing regardless of my business that's what I would do anyway no and I think that yeah like no um can you elaborate for me because you do a lot okay so work-wise I like a vacation uh, like I'll be I like a vacation I like to go to theme parks I like things like that where I can go like I so there's like hyposensitivity and hypersensitivity like I like a lot of noise. What's when the difference? I, so hypo is where you need like where you're not sensitive to a lot of sound and you're not sensitive to a lot of like touch, things like that. And then hypersensitivity is when you are sensitive to those things. Um, and so sound wise, I am hyposensitive. Like I love loud noise when I want loud noise like I love going to concerts and stuff like that and those things make me feel really good but I don't like a lot of touching unless like I want to be touched and so I have to regulate myself with things like that when I am on my own I have a partner who is very understanding of like what my needs are um and like my family is very weird too so they're not like super demanding of me um like my sisters are weird too and like I don't have high demand people around me I don't well with high demand people um so my team is low demand you know so I don't have a lot of output other than what my work demands are so then everything else is what my choices are and I think that that's really important when you are on any sort of learning disability or learning even just we'll just call it learning disability um spectrum yeah 
whether it's ADD, ADHD, dyslexia, any of those things, I think it's really important just to have people who understand and are respectful of what your limits are. Um, but I've learned what kind of people I do well around. Um, and I've learned how to communicate what my needs are. Uh, I found a therapist and a psychologist that help me communicate what my needs are. And I think that that's important too. And I don't communicate what my needs are to people who are going to invalidate them. And so that has been like a huge change for me as well. Um, especially like when you own and operate a company of this level, um, there are a lot of people in your bubble who frankly don't really need to be there. And it's just like by default. And so it's very normal for me to be an oversharer. And that is like part of my chemical makeup. And I, I share backwards. So like neurotypical people, they start with small talk and then they like, you know, go up the cone to like, what about your second cousin's dog's cancer? <laughs> no, I start with that, you know? And so that's something that's really hard for like people who are like me because that can scare people away instantly yeah so learning how to communicate and like what's socially acceptable and what's not was really hard I think even yeah but I'm you I, it takes longer for people like me to learn those things and I think that's something that people don't understand so learning all of those things and accumulation I think is the answer to your question yeah, you're like, I don't know if I answered it, but what if it's really good? How was valuable? <laughs> I don't know if it was good. No, that was great. Well, and I also love what you're saying about learning how to communicate, because like I said, I'm very neurodivergent. My boyfriend is very neurotypical. We are two sides of very different coins. But one thing that I think people are very surprised by when they hear about it, because I also don't talk about him a lot, is that I can come home and be like, I actually just want to be alone. Like, I want to be alone for the next couple hours or I can come home and be like, I don't want to use my voice at all for the rest of the night. So I'm going to sit here and I'm going to play on my phone and I'm probably going to like not disassociate, but I'm just going to like zone out for a little bit because I disassociate. Yeah, I, I need it. <laughs> You're like, that's what it's called. Don't don't make it sound better by saying zone out. But like. It's, I just need that. And he's never been offended by it. Like he's, cause he, we had the conversation of like, it, oh, doing clients takes a lot out of me, whether it's consulting, whether it's inside of the salon, events take a lot out of me. And to recharge my very, very large batteries takes some time. But I also feel like I recharge very quickly. But learning to communicate those things is so crazy fucking important. Well, let me ask you this now. Yesterday, I feel like is a great example. I gave basically Ashley an assignment. I'm like, hey, I need you to do these things for me because the new, like, basically Ashley re-recorded every single Luna training video. Like, I'm putting it all into a platform. It's all, like, it's it's this close to being ready. I'm so stoked. So I was like, Ashley, you need to watch these videos, blah, 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 this and that. And then we kept texting and she finally goes, hey, I need you. She literally goes, I need you to leave me alone because you gave me an assignment that I'm very excited about and I'm in the middle of doing it. And I, <laughs> thumbs up. Didn't even respond. I was just like, her. I didn't give her a heart. And I was like, goodbye. See you later. Then later she texts me. And I'm like, oh, she's texting it. Okay, she's she's good. I think some people might have actually been offended by that. Like, hey, I need you to leave me alone because I'm focusing. I saw that and I laughed so fucking hard. And I was like, I respect that because I told people I can't. I love you and I want to have this conversation, but I can't right now because my brain is. But you also know how hard it is for me to have those moments because it can take weeks sometimes for me to get the things done that she asked me to do. And um, I got it all done in one evening. Good for you. So when you have moments, because you're right, I feel like I'm, last event we were at, you guys said I'm very type A. I do like my structure. I like my structure. I like my systems. I like my schedules. I don't feel like you're like that. You're a little more just like, we're here. It's beautiful and it's artistic. So in moments when you're like, okay, I don't have a choice. I have to get this done. I have to focus. Is there anything that you do to like try to get yourself in the right headspace or to try to, I don't say like force yourself to do it, but like force yeah. yourself to do it. So 
I I feel like I am very like floaty, but also I love structure, but I need a list. Like I like a list and I like for it to just be presented with no context. And I feel like that is the best way because if it's given to me with any sort of context, it's instantly a demand. And then if there's any sort of demand put upon it, it's just like middle fingers instantly. Yeah. So I feel like that's why I live my life in the way that I live it, because I'm just like, there are no demands. Everything's just like, you know? Um, so as soon as the list is just sent, no context, nothing, I'm free to do with it what I will, then I'm like, okay, sick. I am like structure, 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 structure. But if there's any sort of demand on it, it's not getting done. Um, so I think that that's like a huge thing. I do very well with no context. Because um, I like to be able to set my own frames. I love that. But you know what? I think it's also cool because like to hear this, because even like, let's say, because I've had salon owners reach out to me and they're like, hey, I have a girl. She's ADHD. Like she's not making progress in our program. Like I can't figure out like I don't, I don't know what to do. They're almost like, I don't know what to do with her. I want to help her. I don't know how to help her. And I think hearing things like that, someone who's more neurotypical might be like, not that it's a demand, but I am telling you to do something. And I think though, learning how even your employees' brains work helps you communicate in a way that they understand. Because yeah, you can try to force it on them. But like, even with like Jasmine, I don't think I've ever been like, go do this. Everything is like, oh, could there's always pleases and thank yous to the point where I was like gra grabbing clips to pin my row. You know how many clips to use. Every clip, I'm like, thank you, thank you, thank you. Finally, I was like, I might just have to do one big thank you for those literally. I was going, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I was like, love that. <laughs> but like, and that's the thing. I'm not saying I don't technically have to do that because I'm literally, I'm paying her for this. It's her job. But to me, it's still, it's still polite. It's still courteous. I don't want to make demands of her because that's right. You're right. I don't like when people demand things from me. Which is why I was like so rebellious as a teenager. Like- <laughs> ultimately that's exactly what it was if my parents would have been like your friends really would appreciate if your room was cleaner I think I'd been like yeah you're right you are so right my friends would have really appreciated if my room was cleaner and my room would have been spotless but instead they were like nobody's coming over if your room's not clean I've been like well then they're not coming over yes nobody's coming guess I don't have friends now because no one's coming over <laughs> exactly it's all about the way that you let the words exit your pie hole. Yes. And not only that, even talking about, you kind of mentioned this earlier, deadlines. You're right. I can procrastinate. If the deadline for me is too long, I'm like three months. Yeah, don't give me that. Do -do 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 -do. It's like the elevator. I would say like the elevator music turns on in my head and I'm just do -do 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 -do. But all of a sudden we have three months. So we have 90 days. Day 80. I'm like, I should probably start that now. I should probably, probably get on that. I literally had to go through. I almost like make separate deadlines for myself to push myself through projects. You have until Saturday to get the whole frame up. No one set that up except for myself. But when I when I demand things for myself, it's different. <laughs> that's, exactly. That's a different story. My, it's you're so honored. Yes. And as an example of how, I don't want to see how stupid it is, but it, this literally goes across the board. We just moved into a house about a month and a half ago and the real his the our other guy's realtor was like I need you need to I need you to get this done and send it to me it took me three weeks yeah three weeks to even open that pdf because I'm like woof don't like don't like that you're gonna now wait for me to fucking do it yeah that sounds about right I really struggle with that. Like, I don't do well with that. I don't do well with, like, anybody putting any sort of, like, I don't like people assuming what I'm capable of. I oh, think trusting a really, I struggle with that on a whole nother level because I burn out so quickly. Okay. And, like, I don't do well with scheduling a call. I don't do well. Yep. See? I don't do well with planning out. I, I struggle having events planned out for a year. Wow. Because I don't know how I'm going to feel a year from now. On that day, I have no idea. And I struggle like 
this sounds so ridiculous to people who don't get it, but I have to overpack for every single class and bring like three different outfits because I don't know what I'm going to want to wear because I don't know how overstimulated I'm going to be. Uh-huh. And I probably don't get that. Like I bring sweatpants and pajamas to wear for classes just in case. And like people really don't think that I do that. But I really do do that. You absolutely do, do that. Yeah. But I also do bring like the pretty outfit that's probably what I'm supposed to wear because, you know, that's what you're supposed to do. And I try really hard to be that person because when you put on events like this, you're supposed to be that person. But ultimately, there are classes where I have wore a gray sweatshirt and a t-shirt and sneakers and just got out of bed to be there. I think that people don't realize that those things are, these things are hard, you know? Yes, absolutely. Well, and that's why I think it's so cool to have you on here because it's very obvious that you're successful. It's obvious that you're smart, like, and you're crazy, crazy creative. Can you imagine if I stopped at crazy? You're super crazy. That too. (laughs) And that that too. No, you're super creative. You're artistic. You're smart. You're successful. But, and I think it's, that's why I wanted you on here so bad for people to hear, like, just because you are all of those things doesn't mean you don't have hard days too. And that showing up every single day, especially when you are neurodivergent. And I'll say this, if you've been listening to the things that Ashley and I have been saying, and you're like, Ooh, that's me. I do that. I do that. I do that. Um, you, you're probably, you're pro you are probably neurodivergent. And it's not unlikely. And it's, there's nothing wrong with it. Like there's this awful stigma like ignore the stigma there's nothing wrong with it and like just because you like we're gonna go into self-diagnosis for a second as well yeah yeah i am not self-diagnosed um i am diagnosed by a professional but self-diagnosis is valid and i think that that's very important to know um there, the test that I made Ani take, my psychologist even said, is it's created by neurotypical individuals, but it's still recognized as like a valid test to bring in with you when you're going to go get assessed. Because it's important to a psychologist and a psychiatrist, if you're going to go get assessed, that you did your own research. Like they like to see that you're that kind of rabbit hole person. Um, and so when I told him that like I had my friend take it he was like and what they score he was like yeah there's no denying like you can't deny when you get these scores on these tests that you're not somewhere and so self-diagnosis is valid and as long as you're willing to learn and understand and be respectful of a community that you're trying to be a part of then the community is accepting to that. Yeah. Well, and even when I was talking to my therapist, because I straight up, before I took the test, I straight up asked her, I was like, hey girl, my friend told me that I'm autistic. Am I autistic? And she's like, I I mean, I was like, <laughs> but even then when we were talking about things like this, I was like, oh no, this and that. And she's like, Ani, do you remember what you sent to me before our first session? And I was like, uh-huh. In case you don't know, when I was going to go see my therapist for the first time, it was a crazy time in my life, I made her a PowerPoint presentation <laughs> where I listed all the important characters she would need to know about. So my boyfriends, any friends, my old bosses, like my family, like anyone that might come into play in therapy. I'm like, here they are. I had pictures of them. I had recaps. I had probably the biggest scenarios that she would want to address. And she was like, do you remember that? I was like, yeah, but that was to help to help you understand me. <laughs> yes. Um, holistic people don't do that. They don't do that. That felt normal to me that I, I'm like, I was, and I literally was like, wait, you mean nobody's ever done that before? She's like, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and like the collections, like, yeah, your eyebrows just changed. <laughs> oh, you, it's so funny because I was telling someone the other day because I do part of my ADHD is definitely hyperfixations. I find something I love. I'm obviously obsessed with it or that might be part of the autism or together they go, but I find things and if I love it, I love it. Sometimes it's for a short time and it's stupid things like 
oyster crackers. Um, it can be chocolate. I have a closet beside me that's full of like quarter fin Hershey kisses. It's never again. I want to look at them. I have a closet filled with like quarter and half finished hobbies of things that I thought I would love for a minute. And I was telling my boyfriend, I'm like, gosh, it's a good thing. Like I hyper fixate, but I'm not an addict. Like there's nothing that's like, shut up. You know what I mean? You, you know what I mean? <laughs> I have healthy addictions, bitch. Nothing's unhealthy. I'm not, like I'm not addicted to heroin or like, what are those little cakes that you like? The little cakes I like, like the hostess. No, the little, the, you bought the little machine to make the cakes. A bunt cake. But, okay. but I'm not like being deep that, I don't know. Maybe I was for, I ate two cakes in a week and then I was like, you don't buy more cake mix, bitch, just stop doing it. But I was dying laughing. And then my boyfriend brought it up and he was like, um, Harry Potter. I was like, no, I'm not. Oh, wait. As I look at my tattoo. <laughs> but like the. The for a minute obsessions are definitely like the ADHD, but like, you know how they, you hear the stereotype of autistic boys and trains, mm -hmm. your trains are Harry Potter. Your trains are Harry Potter. Why do autistic boys love trains? That actually is a thing. I, it is, it's quite a thing. I mean, who doesn't love trains? I don't know. I feel like. I was literally considering because we're going, we're actually going to be in London in October. We have a Luna class where it's going to be, you learn the method. I go over social media and marketing and Grayson Kilgore, who created Wef Lab, is going to be there also teaching how to custom color Wef. So it's not, I always say, so it doesn't look like Neapolitan ice cream where it's like dark, medium color, light yeah. color. Like we want it to be. Don't forget the mobby band. That's fucking mop it. Honestly, I will say it happens to everybody. It happened to me like three weeks ago and I looked at it and I was like, you're shitting me right now. Like, you, you've got to be kidding me right now. It happened to one left of the nine that I colored. And I'm like, I hate you. You suck. But um, we're going to be in London. And I was literally like, should we? Well, should we go to Scotland? Yes. Do we? So we yes, are. Yeah. Ride the Hogwarts Express. So. Maybe I love trains too, and I've just never really ridden one, so I don't know. But I think it's trains. I what I really wanted you guys to understand and see is that first off, being neurodivergent looks, I want to say a little bit different for everybody, but it also looks the same for a lot of people. And if you're resonating to all the shit that we're saying, you're probably on the same team as us. And I think it's the more people always ask me, like, what do you do? What do you do? I just learn more. And I'm gonna be honest with you. The best place I have found to learn shit about autism, ADD, ADHD is TikTok. Like, <laughs> I don't know why it's so good, but if I'm clearly on the neurodivergent side of TikTok where people are like, hey, this is who I am. This is what I do. And I'm like, oh my God, that's me. That's me. That's me. And once I hear something like PDA or executive dysfunction, ooh, I Google it to the not. Now I want to know more because I know for me, the more I learned about it and the more I realized this is just how my brain works. So fighting it isn't going to fucking work. It's not going to matter. Like literally yesterday, I was like, this is it. We're getting up. We're going to work. We're going to get things done. I walked downstairs. I saw my dining room table and I was like, there's so much stuff on it. Wow. I really hate how this looks. And I was like, don't. And for a minute, I was like, don't worry about it. Do it later. And I was like, but, but so I was like, fuck it. Take 20 minutes, clear off the table, wipe it down, put new decorations on. And then after I did it, I could finally like focus on work. But until I got that done, I was literally just like, oh, God, it's facilitating. It, it really can be. And I think people don't consider it because they're like, no, I'm, I'm smart. I'm successful. I do all these things. You can be all those things and still be autistic. Like, absolutely. You can, I mean, it's not. It's not, I don't care if people come at me, it's not the holistic people who are inventing things. It's not holistic people who are working for SpaceX and NASA. It's not holistic people who are inventing vaccines. I don't care if you like vaccines or not. It's not holistic people who are like Einstein. Like, it's not. Like, holistic people are not the innovators of the world. And I'll say, if you don't know what holistic is, that just means neurotypical. That means they're not autistic. They're not on the spectrum. They don't have ADD. They don't have ADHD. Holistic is a neurotypical person. And now there are, like there are, and I'm, I don't want to say like there's not any, but 
stereotypically, it, it is the quirky hyperfixator who is pushing the world forward. And the holistic person who is pushing the world forward is just a brilliant mind. And yeah. True. Have you like seen off topic on topic? Have you ever seen the show Modern Family? Yes. Okay, you know the kid Luke? Mm-hmm. You know he's literally a genius in real life? In real life. He graduated high school at 13. His IQ is 150 something. He's a part of Mensa. Like he's actually a real life genius. And when I heard that, I'm like, the little kid that they make fall down and like run into screen doors on the show. I'm like, son of a bitch. Graduated high school at 13. He's actually brilliant. Yeah, that's incredible. When I heard that, it actually it, it blew my fucking mind. And then I started Googling him to the nines. I'm like, what the hell is he doing now? Like, now I need to know more. So that was, that's cool. Wild. Yeah, I definitely did not graduate high school at 13. I thought you were about to say graduate high school. I'm like, you went to college. I know you graduated high school. <laughs> yeah, I did graduate, just not at 13. <laughs> Same. Well, and then one more thing, I knew you actually have a client coming up, but because I also feel like something that can potentially come across a lot for neurodivergent people is almost how we come across. Because I know like for me, if I'm excited, I'm loud. If I'm mad, weirdly, I'm kind of quiet, but I come across as very like aggressive when I sometimes just feel like I'm dry and I'm like, I'm just saying it how it is. And I don't mean saying it how it is like, you suck, you're a weird fucking bitch. I just mean like, oh, don't do that. I I don't like that. Or hey, that actually really hurt my feelings. Have you, I know you've experienced it. So like, can you talk about your experience of like, almost not like how you come across, but like realizing that, okay, you're a little more dry than most. And while I find that really funny, personally, I have a lot of that about your personality. Like, how have you dealt with that or like almost like come to terms with that? Well, I I would say like in the beginning of me being a business owner, it was a lot harder because I was making a lot more mistakes than I am now. And I don't do well with being told feelings about mistakes. Uh, I do well, like if I did something wrong and you want to tell me I'm wrong, I need the facts. Like I need you to tell me, I don't do, I like being told that I'm wrong, but I need you to tell me how to fix it. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Don't tell me I'm wrong just to hurt my feelings. And so in the beginning, there was a lot of that. There was a lot of like, you screwed up, you are wrong, like you're a terrible person and there's nothing I can do to help you. And that to me was very, very hard, especially as somebody who really likes to learn and who I truly do want to be better. And so that was something that really was hard for me. And so for years, I dealt with that. Um... And so I really had to learn how to tell the people I was working with that I needed them to come to me with more than that. Like I needed to also surround myself with people who could do that. And it just now came to be like this year that I have found like the right people. Um, And I've also learned that when you are like me, you're taken advantage of a little bit more. And I don't know that. Like, I don't know when I'm being taken advantage of. And so that has been really hard. So I have to be surrounded by people who can advocate for me sometimes. Yeah. Um. So just some of, some of the, like, the conversations can't come from me. And that can be a part of my communication. Um. Like, my admin has to do a lot of the communicating for me when it comes to, like, emails or, like, the first representation of the brand. Yeah. And that is huge because for me, it's like, yes, we can do this time, this date. Thank you. That is my email. It's very like just fat. It's just a fact. Yes, we can do it. Yeah. And like that is not rude to me. Like I don't want to read your book of like fluff. I want to read a book that I want to read. Thank you. And Ashley is so good at like making people feel warm and fuzzy. And I'm just not. And so I had, that's also part of her past career. And so I had to make sure that when I brought her on, that she was able to do that for people because I'm not. And then I brought on trainers, like we have Lauren and Kayla and you who can communicate with different people based on their learning types and where they're at in their journey, because I can't communicate with everybody based on like where they are at. 
and then just the level of questions that they ask. Um, so figuring out who is correct for them and who can handle me was even yeah. an important part of this entire journey. Um, I've learned through the pre-training experience with people who is going to work with me best. Yeah. Um, it's kind of been like a whirlwind and it's a hard question to answer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't really know how to answer that question. That's okay. Hard one. That's okay too. That's also still an answer and that's perfectly okay. <laughs> and that's what I think is so I don't want to see what makes it so difficult, but I think because and don't get me wrong, everybody loves to feel warm and fuzzy. Nobody wants to feel like shit. But I think there's a stigma. And I will say, you know what? It's once again with women though, that we are the nurturers, that it's supposed to be like, Hi, how are you doing? Thank you. I'm I'm a nurturer if I want to be to my dogs. Yes. To my boyfriend. Yes. My family. Yes. To an extent, I'm a nurturer. But and I do think I'm good at making people feel good. But like you said, I feel like when you're and I hate to say you're dry. I feel like you're just direct. You're right. When I think about it, there really isn't a lot of fluff in the messages you send, although they're fun to me. Once again, they're funny. But I can see how someone could take it the wrong way because we are used to fluff yes. we're used to everybody is almost like tiptoeing and being like oh i don't want to get canceled so let me not say let me work let me go around let me put the up uh, and it just becomes difficult while you are just very like it is scary and i think it sucks that you're when you're even when you're technically not even saying anything wrong you're just saying it in a way that people are not used to now it's like well, you're mean and I've experienced how people are like and don't get me wrong there have been times where I'm a hundred percent sure looking back now I could have should have would have done it all differently and I know that and like oh for sure yeah I've had to accept that and accept that I at that time really probably wasn't the best version of myself and it's that's not to make an excuse I always say I hate to say I didn't know better but when I learned better I did better absolutely like there are times when, like, yes, I have been mean to people, but I often come across as mean. Yeah. And I think that that's something that is never intentional. Even, like, in my my reels, people are like, oh, my God, what are you writing? Do you not realize that that's inappropriate? Like, why are you saying these things? I'm not saying anything wrong. Like, your interpretation of my post is exactly that. Stop interpreting everything as negative. And that's yeah. why I respond with audio 99% of the time because when I write something out, even if I read a text, I read it exactly as your punctuation is put in the text because I am able to interpret it however I want to. And I will even send it to you or to Ashley and be like, what does this mean? Because I will read it with no emojis or exclamation points. And I'm like, this person's mad. And you guys are like, I think they're just stating what they're thinking. But if they would have just put like an exclamation point or a comma in a different place, I would have been like, okay, they're not upset. <laughs> yeah. Do you know, I was actually, because I love punctuation and correct grammar. I'm not saying I always have it correctly. I'm just saying I like it. And so I end every sentence with a fucking period because it, I don't know if y'all know this, but end of a sentence is a period or a speech point or a question mark. There was one point when I at a an old job that I had, I was actually told I could no longer end sentences with periods because the person I was sending them to were getting offended. So I was literally told from now on, you have to put an emoji at the end of your sentence because you're being rude. I'm like, that wasn't rude. It was literally, it was just a statement. It, it ended with a period because there was nothing else to put. Like, it, and it, it could be something as simple as, yes, I'll be there, period. And they were like, ugh. And I'm like, what the what so even things like i know i i was banned from ending things with a period i had to put an emoji because it, this person in particular was so offended by every message i sent and i'm like but it's not it's not offensive it's it's a it's a fucking sentence but also i'm overly excited and i'm overly excited in public it can come off it's very childish like we were at the Blink-182 concert, and I managed to snag one of Tom DeLonge's pics, and I was crying like a child, 
And I was like flapping my arms like a child and literally (laughs) and to anybody around me, I probably looked like a nutcase. And here's the thing. If you don't know, you don't know. And like people probably were like, this girl is an infant. Because when I get excited, it is like true, like untamed excitement. And it's not usually externalized. Yeah. And when it is externalized, it is like it cannot be tamed. I feel you, but look, if I were to catch Billie Eilish's sweat, I would react that same way. Are you kidding me? So I get it. Well, I just want to say thank you so much for being on here. I feel like we're going to have to do more episodes and keep talking about this because I really feel for it, whether man or woman that live on the scale and the spectrum and are neurodivergent, but honestly, especially women, I feel like it's so hard. It's so much more difficult for us for whatever reason. I feel like it's great to have these conversations to hear from two women who are, once again, both CEOs, both have their own companies, both do their own thing, but are able to work with their brain to make sure to like get all these things done as opposed to like work against it and feel like you have to fit in the mold or the frame in order to be successful or look successful. So I just want to say, Ashley, thank you so much for being here today. Having me. This was so much fun. And guys, if you want to follow Ashley, it's at her, um, at is at the Luna Method. And I will link all of that down below. If you're watching this on YouTube, go follow her. It's amazing. And I personally think your posts are funny as shit. So (laughs) I don't know if that helps because my sense of humor is dark and dry. So that might not be good, but I think it's great. So thank you so much for being here, Ashley. Thank you. <laughs> oh, these are hard. Great. Are you kidding? I did okay. You did amazing. Yeah. Some of those questions are hard. But I love the fact that you're like, well, that's sort of answered. Yeah, cool. Easy. Yeah, because I know that I can come across as like, I mean, it took Lauren a year and a half to learn how to do this with me. I'll say, I, I feel like she's like looking at me to pulling my hair back. I was getting hot. I look- <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think she's good. Now I think she's good. Yeah. I mean, she, it took her a long time to like learn how to do.